Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Welcome, Internet. You're listening to another episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And as always, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Soldier 70 Spliff. Wakanda's favorite DJ, amongst other things. I ain't got many AKAs tonight. I'm keeping it real chill. You know, it's been a long week. We a day late and a dollar short, so I'm going to keep it simple. Uh-huh. You need your radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I really do. I, you know, I got a lot to say, but, you know, I am joined by... Satiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Colleen Wingstop, Chance the Parapper, Trill Quist, and Gin and Juice Urso. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I didn't say it before, this is Fan Bro Show, where we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. Uh-huh. I hope everyone's having a great week out there. Thank you to all the new listeners, all the new subscribers, everyone on the iTunes, on the SoundCloud, on that Spotify. Shout out to the whole For All Nerds Coalition yes. Network, whatever you want to call it, all Hallelujah. over Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. Praise him. Yes, and her, for real. <laughs> for real, because it is popping on Spotify right now. You can find all of us, Slam Bros, Scream Squad, Castle Black, Outlaw Bars, The Fan Bros Show itself, all of them right now on Spotify on the feature page. Check it out. Big shouts to Black Girl Nerds, everybody else who's up on that feature page with us. You know, it's looking yeah. real sweet right now over there. Educating Spotify right now. You okay. Know Bringing the culture over there, you know, <laughs> for the culture. You know, it's beautiful it's, right now. Or is, is Spotify trying to make up for the fact that they had white supremacist music on there for a couple oh, of years? Oh, oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, 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 oh hey, you know, however it works out, you know. <laughs> I ain't mad at it, you know. They're off and we're on, so it works out, you know. I love y'all Spotify. Yeah, for real. I really do right now. But ooh, I didn't. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure SoundCloud does too. I'm sure iTunes. You know. Well, I just uh, love that everybody is getting like when I say caught up. I mean the fact that without even asking out, everybody taking out all the statues. Oh, we don't want them Charlottesville problems. We don't want them Black Lives Matter problems. We don't want them Antifa problems. You see how quick people taking stuff down now. And Tifa, did you see the um? Oh my God! This is the only good thing that came out of it when they put when they put your man up on the tequila beat, you know. Bam, 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 bam. And Tifa, that was oh my God! That made my week, you know. Like, oh, I'm oh. weak. I'm weak, but um, yeah, man, this has been a crazy week, like you said, daily dollar short. Yes, yes. I For mean, sure. a lot going on with the Fan Bros show. You know, we've been bringing you all this dopeness. You know, the new Castle Black popping off. But yeah, it's just been a lot going on. So you know, we're sorry for the day late dollar short, but we're here <laughs> now. You know, so. We've been talking all this other craziness, but speaking of craziness, oh my God, so much is going on with DC. You know, we got a frequently asked question like, what the hell is going on with DC? And we have no idea. Like, you know, yeah, I can't even answer that for you. So, you know, that's not going to be in the question because like I can't really, answer that really one. Don't understand. There's no one for us to even talk to about this. That's how bad it is. It's just. <sighs> DC needs more therapy right now because, um, yeah, this week so much got announced. I don't know where to start, but basically it seems that Matt Reeves, the new director of the D Batman film, is a standalone film, not part of the universe. But he, uh, what what happened after he said that, Tatiana? Apparently, he took it back, <laughs> like, like real quick. So yeah, like you said, they said. Batflex probably not going to happen because it's a standalone film. It's not part of the universe. And then there were renewed rumors again that um, Batfleck, Ben Affleck, is, wasn't even going to do it anymore. Yeah. So it was several things wrapped into one. And then right after he said that, he went and tweeted this real convoluted, like, e Charlie Murphy's E. Charlie Hollywood story type of lie. Like... <laughs> Bad. When you were listening, like it sounds a, just a a bit incredible or too fantastic to you for you to really believe that what he's saying is the truth. But he was able to stretch it into the truth. I don't know. 
I, it just sounded like he was just, he basically reversed on what he said. Yeah, it's it's real interesting because basically what he's saying is that he was misunderstood before. Because first people were saying, you know, oh my god, it's not gonna, yeah, it's not gonna be part of you know. He pulled the you know, yeah, you know, he pulled. The, so the truth yeah. were the truth was about five words and the lie was about twenty two because Damn. it was uh, it, he said what he said and he said what he meant and there was no interpretation. We took the definition of your words and applied them. I don't so, know though. I I, I feel I kind of feel him in this one because I felt like people were like you know kind of jumping the gun because what he's saying is this is a standalone film in regards to the fact that it won't move the whole story forward of DC. It's not that it's like it's not gonna have Ben Affleck or it's not gonna take place in that universe. Ben, I mean, it's just a story about Batman. Ben, I mean, and yeah. what interview from? 10 years ago to now, did you ever hear someone say the word standalone film and not mean what that word always means? Yeah. Well, I mean, until, but it's, you until, know, until we're this day, it, but... have you ever heard someone use the word standalone then turn around and say, oh, well, I didn't mean actually standalone and go into a whole diatribe about how they didn't mean that? Have you ever heard anyone use that word in that in, in any other context than its meaning? Probably not. But the thing is, we're living in a <laughs> okay. new day and age right now. We have, we have this, like, <laughs> like you got to understand, like, right now, we have, okay, Matt Reeves is doing the Batman. Then at the same time, also announced this week, they said that uh, Martin Scorsese, yes, Martin Scorsese <laughs> is producing a Joker origin film to be directed by the guy who directed The Hangover. <laughs> like, this is the world we live in right now. Martin Scorsese. Let me remind you, folks, you know, I mean. Are they Trump newsing taxi themselves? Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. What? Um Everything great. I want to say Goodfellas Casino. I mean, we could just go on and on. Martin Scorsese is producing wow. a Joker origin film, and the director of The Hangover is directing. Wow. And that... then that's not all, though. <laughs> I mean, that's this is all this week. So that's what I'm saying. When my man comes out and, you know, has to correct himself, I fully understand it because also this week they said that a Joker <laughs> and Harley Quinn love story movie is on the way. Oh, God. And then, okay, so the filmmakers from Crazy Stupid Love are writing and directing this. Which one was Crazy Stupid Love? Is that the one with, uh, what's his name? Um, I don't oh fucking know, to be uh, quite yeah. honest. Yeah, all right, okay. No, Punch Drunk Love is what I'm thinking of with, um, what's his name, who does all the dumbass movies now, Adam Sandler. Yeah, so I don't know Ow? what the hell. <laughs> Forever? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they used to be good dumbass movies. Now it's just like, mm, I mean, he had, he had a few. Okay. He had a couple. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Joker and Harley Quinn love story movie, which will feature Jared Leto and um Margot Robbie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This I obviously again I I, I care <sighs> very little, but it it really I I actually think I would seek out this movie. It was Margot Rob Robbie and somebody else. Yeah. There we go. There we go. When I really think about it and just be honest and give it a chance mentally, the only hurdle, the biggest and pretty much insurmountable hurdle is Jared Leto. Yeah, I just was not feeling him at all in Suicide Squad. And I really liked Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. She was like one of the bright parts of that movie. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah. I really wanted the Harley Quinn standalone movie. First. Yeah. And... uh Before this... Now, they say that this is not replacing the Birds of Prey movie, which is also in planning. With Birds of Prey would be Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, perhaps uh, Black Canary, who knows who else, and also the Joker not in that Catwoman? one as well. Maybe Catwoman, who knows? But, you know, Catwoman might have a bit stink off her still off of Halle Berry, so they might not be... You know, All these years? There. No. There's a whole generation that never knew Halle Berry was Catwoman, no. And they, they, can... and they are blessed for that. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Out of these three, Tatiana, which would you say you're most anticipating? Joker and Harley Quinn love story, Joker origin film done by uh, Martin Scorsese, or Matt Reeves, the Batman? Matt Reeves, lie the truth, and then lie again. Um, all of these are a little suspect to me, period. So <laughs> every piece of, of DC news today has just been like, Side eye. Someone said it best. Oh, it's like you know, Wonder Woman gets no. Yeah, go ahead. It's like Wonder Woman gets. Yeah, uh, all right, 
Wonder Woman gets all this love, and then here's three Batman movies. <laughs> like here's the thing again, like I said, I would really rather the news what? about the Harley Quinn movie and let that be the end of it. But if I have to pick something out of the dreary list you gave me, I would pick Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I mean that's best. It's just still very like what? It's confusing. And they say they want to make it like the style, because it's going to take place in the 80s, so they want to make it like the style of his early movies, of Martin's, or Scorsese's early movies, you know, uh, Mean Streets, Taxi Driver. But he's I not I knew you were going to say it. Oh, my God. What? Yeah he's, yeah, he's not directing. That's the problem. Like, you know, so somebody else is basically be aping his old style, which is cool, but... Wait, he's not directing, but what is he doing? Producing. Putting up the money. Oh my god! I I heard producing and just assumed he was directing. Jeez. Oh no no no! I said this the director uh, of. The no, I Pope I heard what you said. I just made an <laughs> assumption that I shouldn't have made. Yeah, wow. you were just hoping I didn't say it. No, oh I did. yeah. Um, as for me, out of the three, I'm gonna say hmm, it's probably the Batman. I mean, no. Ugh. Ugh. All of this uh, again. This is all generally tacky news across the board. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about any of it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, Wonder Woman, DC, it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And, uh, but you know, yeah. It's a newsworthy day. How about that? It's nothing negative per se. No, you know, it's all, it's all good. You know, it's all, you know, it's interesting, you know, like. Look at you just trying to justify this. <laughs> you know, choices are being made, interesting choices. And, you know, speaking of what are you doing, though, um, you know, since we're going all in on DC and people always say, oh, my God. You oh, my DC. God. You guys hate DC. You know, you know, we're going to hate a little <laughs> equally right now because I, you know, Defenders dropped this weekend. And, uh, did, you know, I'll just, you know, Tatiana, did you get the, you know, watch the Defenders? I'm I'm on episode two. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it dropped on Friday. I mean, it's, um, been a, it's like it that that's a uh, you know it was all good just a week ago. Okay, um, listen, 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 Linda, listen. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating 4K. it to be. <laughs> um, I wasn't anticipating it to begin with. To be honest with you, uh, that you can, attribute, <laughs> you can attribute that to my lack of knowledge on the defenders as a unit as a music label. Because yep. that's, that's that's mainly what it is. I I don't know much about them besides what we've learned over there over the last couple of years via Netflix. I know the main premise, but I don't I don't know the nitty gritty. So there there was nothing anchoring me to this in the first place. So yeah, I waited a few days. I did. I'm guilty. Um. Yeah, I'm just still trying to. <laughs> it's 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 a little weird. I will say that's weird to get into to see all four of those styles try to be meshed together. So again, that's really why I'm only on the second episode. I, I haven't made an indictment of the series yet, but we'll see. All right. Well, I I started on Friday and it took me a while to finish the eight episodes because it, it, it kind of just happens. Like, <laughs> you know, I have to say, like, <laughs> I, you know, I said it on Twitter today. I think it is. I mean, okay, and people are gonna say this about me, but I think it's the worst, you know, thing that Marvel Netflix has put out. I think it I has. I saw your. So you tweeted a listing of what were your like? It was like one through eight or something like that. Your listing of the of every Netflix Marvel project in the yep. order of best to worst. Yes, and I said Daredevil season two is number one. I said Jessica Jones number two. I said Luke Cage. First half is number three, and I think those three are pretty interchangeable. Like those three, you know, any one of those three, number one, two, or three, just I on can, certain days. I can see, I can see what you're saying. And yeah. then Daredevil season one comes after that, and then I said Iron Fist and the Defenders. Oh, <gasps> you put this above, Iron, below, <laughs> below. You put this below Iron Fist, my guy. I did, and I'll tell you why because as like it's just like Batman versus Superman. Like that shit is terrible, but it is highly <laughs> entertaining. You know, it is like you watch this and you're like, "Yo, how did this get made? This is so good, just it's so bad." And that's how I felt about Iron Fist. Like it was so bad that it was like it was like, "Yo, when you see the stunt man, you know, like when you could clearly see the stunt man without slow motion, 
You're like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe this actually made it on the screen. Or when, like, Zombie <laughs> Ward shows up and it's just nuts. You know, it's, like, that, no, Iron Fist was, you know, highly entertaining for that reason. It's okay. terrible. Defenders has its moments. You know, like, whenever Jessica Jones is on screen and she's talking to somebody else, like Matt Murdock or anyone else, it's just great to see the interactions. You mean whether she's Luke chewing somebody out? Yeah. yeah, you know, whenever, <laughs> just when they're all together, you know, that's great. The whole, there's a scene in episode four, I think it is, when there are, I mean, in a Chinese um, restaurant eating dinner, and that's dope. Yeah, I just felt like the whole villains were terrible, you know, the hand, I just felt like they were wasted. Just, it's like, we've been leading up to this since Daredevil, and it just didn't make any sense. They introduced Sigourney Weaver, and she's absolutely killing it, but I just felt like she was wasted. The only, I mean, the sickest part of it to me Sadly, mm-hmm. was like Sigourney Weaver's outfits because she comes in every scene. Like I know before I was talking about the Meacham daughter killing it before. She ain't got nothing on Sigourney Weaver. I like, still Sigourney don't think Weaver. the Meacham daughter. I didn't see it. For she her. she was doing a little bit. She was doing a little bit. But Sigourney she, she, Weaver came tried. in with the style. Yes, Sigourney yes. came in with the devil wears Prada hard yes. body. Yes. yes. Yeah, and so, uh, but overall, I just like I said, there's these moments and stuff. And, it, you know, it's all like, you know, Matt Murdock. It's always good to see these people on screen, everyone together. Even Iron Fist is not nearly as terrible as he was in his solo series. Why did you and see he less of him? has good moments when he's talking. Huh? Why did you see less of him? Oh, well, there is that. <laughs> um, So, yeah. But, I'm sorry. You know. It's just just keeps coming out tonight. I'm sorry. This oh, is not, not nice. You're not uh. nice. But, yeah. Oh, you're rude. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, overall, I I might revise that later on. I know people are going to come at me, but I'm sorry. I just felt like the Defenders, it was just a letdown. Like, That's I was singing anticipating so much more. I'm That's sorry, but I found Iron Fist so entertaining. I'm, you know, it was just Listen, so terrible. Whatever makes you happy, man. Just yes. get ready for the pain on your timeline. I'm ready for it. I mean, it was all today. People always, I'm like, <laughs> like, I care, dog. That's your opinion. I don't you know, you like that? I don't care. Somebody, <laughs> hit, me, somebody hit me talking about, like, yo, they, what are you talking about? It can't be worse than Defenders. Talk about they ain't even seen the. I mean, it can't be worse than Iron Fist and they ain't even seen Defenders yet. Okay, you can't tell somebody to change <laughs> their opinion on something. You ain't even seen the damn thing yourself. Fuck out of here, yo. Oh, my God. But, you know, we love you all, you know. But, hey, y'all think what you want. But I just expected a lot more from this joint. And I did not get it. Damn, but I mean, I got episodes to go, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. You know, you know, maybe by next week, Tatiana, you can give your full review of it. And, you know. Why are you putting that shit on me? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm open. I'm open. Some. I mean, the funniest tweet I saw was when somebody was like, "Um, yo, you know, it's so funny how defenders dropped, and then you know." And with that, we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Okay. <laughs> Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Everybody who hits us on Twitter, you know, even if you're telling me that my list is extremely whack, you know, I don't care. <laughs> but thank you for hitting me up and letting me know because I love you like that. And, you know, for everyone who always sends in that good old... The guac is extra. Big shout to Super Bad Larry as always for coming up with that guac is extra drop right there. And if you Sir. have a question, please hit us. Contact at fanbros.com. Or you can hit us on Twitter at Fanbro Show on Instagram at Fanbro Show. You know, whatever. Hit us with your question. And what do we have up first, Tatiana? Up first, we have a question from Harlini Quinn. They write, "Hello to the flyest spaceship crew. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you lived in Wakanda and you were searching for a new job." 
What would the job be and who would you list as your three references? Hmm. Good question. I'd want something chilling because, you know, Wakanda got like the technology, you know, and the religion. I mean, the spirituality down. So it wouldn't be that much stress. And I definitely want to be in a city, you know, where everything is lovely. I don't want to be out in the, you know, countryside of Wakanda because it's kind of rough out there right now. <laughs> you going I, I, into I, the weeds. <laughs> you know, actually, no, no, skip all that. You know, I, I, I probably would. Lately, it's been rough in Wakanda. I don't know, man. Especially in the comments. I don't know if I'd want to live there. It's like living in Manhattan in the comments. Like, this is a bad idea. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, if you live in New York in the comments you and you're a regular dude, you're screwed. Yeah. Like, imagine Avengers living here and dragons flying through the city one day. Like, come on now. I'm trying to take the subway. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get my dollar slice. And then come these dragons through the city. Like, no, it's not a good look. The incident so, actually happened in real life. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. Uh, That's what I mean. So, like, living in Wakanda is a problem. Like, lately they got flooded by Namor. Um, Thanos attacked. Well, got- imagine we're in a different timeline where you none, none of that happened. That All happened right. in the past or it just didn't happen. Like, okay. Just Wakanda as you know it or will know it for the other people who will learn about it. Assistant to the Dora Milaje. All right. There it is. I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> you of know, course. For reasons. An actual yeah. assistant or, you know, something else. I, I hey. <laughs> yeah, keep, me, keep your, your opportunities open. Huh? Keep your what, options open. What, what would your job be? <laughs> I would, because it's technology, and I, like as soon as I heard the question, as soon as I was listening to the question, I just like started spazzing out because I was like, the whole place is technology. This is great. I think I want to be in the mix, but imagining that it was a Wakanda where you not have to worry about people invading or anything like that. Just being a mix, I would want to be a part of the security team in some capacity. But like, you know how in Spider-Man they had the man in the chair? I want to be that man in the chair. Mm, the woman in the chair. I feel oh, that. The woman okay. in the chair, right. right. Whatever you want to say. So I think that would be dope. And then my three references would definitely Angela Bassett for Manda would also be Shuri. Don't ask me how I got her reference, but I did. And my last reference would be Captain America. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I I would have no references, just like in real life. So <laughs> <laughs> no one would be able to vouch for references. What is a reference? <laughs> yeah. No, no one would be able to vouch for me in that position either. So, you know, it's just a system of the door Yes, you're you just know. there. Hey, I'm just getting it off off my, you know, panache and style, you know, style and panache. Oh, man. All right. All right. The next one's from the Mighty O. They write. <laughs> That's awesome. The Mighty O, yeah. Yep. The, they write, with the Defenders on Netflix, Avengers, the MCU, and Justice League headed to theaters, what other team-up slash crossovers would you want to see on screen? Ooh, after Defenders and Justice League, I don't know if I ever want to see another team up ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I damn sure said that about Defenders. Like, I want to see more from all of them, but I hope they never meet again. You know, like I want to see more Daredevil, more Luke Cage, and more Jessica Jones, but I just hope they don't ever run into each other again. Damn. Um, yeah, so as that. We already have Titans coming to the screen. Um... Hmm. Man, most of the stuff, I, and I always say Young Avengers. That's so boring. Uh, I don't know. You got anything on this one? Um, well, see, I don't know if I really want them to have their own film, per se. I just want to see more of them. Um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and mm. um, Homie. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, tripping right now. Colossus? Thank you. Colossus. <laughs> I don't know why it took so long. With, with that uh, I might know. But, um, okay, I want to see more from... Uh, I'd like to see Negasan, the Teenage Warhead, and um, X-23 team up. I'd like oh. To see, yeah. oh! So you want a whole-ass movie. Yeah, I want to see more from anything with X-23, but, you know, not with more Wolverine, obviously, because he's dead. Right. So I need to see, like, more of her meeting other people. That would be okay. awesome for me. Yeah, that I, okay. would be for me. I take mine's back. I agree 100% with you. Okay. I would absolutely love to see that little girl, X23, meeting more people of the world and kind of almost in a way of like rediscovering the MCU, but Mm. through the the eyes of a new character. 
Yep, or like the Fox, whatever MCU. Like, yeah, if she can meet. Then, especially like yeah. other people, like you know, I know they're about to do a yeah, new Mutants movie, etc., like that. So if she, you know, Cable, all these people who are coming in out. Oh, and, and that's and a. I, isn't that a great idea? Because I think it would give give a brand new perspective to the, as you say, the Fox side of the MCU. Well, I can't even call the MCU the Fox side of, of the whole mutant genre. Yep. And it would renew interest in it as well because everyone has been for a few years just iffy on it. Mm -hmm. And also that's interesting because that's a way that they could actually work this. I don't know if they're you know that quick over there, but I'll give them the idea this time. They could have Cable go into the future and grab up X-23 and bring her back to the past so that she would be in the same time as the rest of, you know, what's going on right now. And then, you know, oh. the new Mutants movie that's coming out, Cable, whoever else they decide to introduce, you know, because they're doing a lot of stuff over there. So that would solve that because otherwise she's stuck in the future, you know, like far ahead of all of them. And if they keep doing movies, it's like you can't use all these other characters. So True. Yeah. That, oh, that's a great idea then, I mean. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. We both should, like, write movies or something. You know, we you know, you know, we should do something like that one of these days. We'll see. Hmm. hmm. All right. Also, we got tonight. Hey guys, love the show. Long time listener, third time right in. And this is from Ty Ty uh Tyco thirty one. Tyco, I don't know. I don't but even know what you're saying, but okay. Yeah, this is the next question right here. Yeah, and I, gotta, I, I was trying to figure out this name you're trying to say. Tayeko? Uh, I don't know. Sorry if I butchered that. I didn't want to say your Several real name. Because this came on an email, so I'm not, you know, I'm just reading the email yeah. name. All right. <laughs> I've got yeah, I got to spell it out phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Ben I mean. I've got a question on style for the crew. People sometimes mention Michael Jordan wearing the 45 and hoodie mellow. So what is your favorite alternate costume in comics in your opinion? Non-tactical, solely stylistic changes. Example, Spider-Man's black costume, Punisher in the oversized duster, or Godfall Superman. I like tactical changes. Those are yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't limit That's, it. Those are the that. most fun. All right, yeah, we uh, won't limit it. Okay. Um, no, you go first because I... Damn it. I only, I, keep the... going, I only keep going back to Iron Man, but... Yeah, and I was about to say Iron Man. My favorite Iron Man suit off bat is the red and silver one. Uh, I can't remember what it was actually called now. Starlet Centurion or some weird shit like that. But that was like my favorite joint. When he first came out with that red and silver after having years of red and gold, it was so ill to me. Like that was just like, oh, they put silver in it. And it's really not that deep, but you know, I was a kid. So. <laughs> they changed one color. Oh, oh my God. God. His circle went to a triangle. Did you see that shit? <laughs> now I'm looking back like you're an idiot. Um, so, hmm, beyond Iron Man, Spider-Man is definitely a great one. Invincible had a costume change and I hated it, so I can't really... Um... I don't know if this counts because technically she was someone else, but what about when Jean Grey was Dark Phoenix? Ooh, like that, that was hot fire for me. That Dark yeah. Phoenix costume is yeah. amazing. Talk about doing something for your childhood, folks. That did a lot for mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that red and gold. Oh, yeah, that was something there. Um, I also love the X-Men when they flipped in Grant Morrison's book and they started wearing the, like, the leather suits and stuff that were reminiscent of what came in the films. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, that was dope for me. Um, the X-Men got a million. There's so many. There's like this one New Mutants issue done by, Nar I mean, uh, with Art, by Art Adams where they like wore their like graduation costumes mm -hmm. and they only wear them in this one issue. And it's like Cannonball gets like this purple suit. Magic had this ill suit, but they were all dope ass costumes. But that's the thing about X-Men. There's so many different, you know, costume changes with them. So it's like go on forever just in right. X-Men alone. Hmm. Hmm. That's I all know. I can think of that I really Yeah, think of. off top that I can really think of. I always love Spider-Man and I love this one that a lot of people don't really know. Um the Fantastic Four, they had this uh, group called the Future Foundation and they mm -hmm. wore these like white suits and Spider-Man joined them at one point and so he got like this white and gray variation on his Spider-Man suit and that was one of my favorite costumes. That's an ill, wow. you know, change up. So that one Future Foundation, I really like that one. Nice. All right. Anything else tonight? Yes. 
The next right. one is from Jared and Jay from hashtag Blackout Podcast. What up? Yep. So with the Black Panther movie projected to be such a huge success, who do y'all think will be the breakout big name star that turns from a relative unknown into a household name? And also shout out to H-Town, Ben Amin. What up? Third Ward in his ears already. Um, hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I would say your um the the homie from Get Out, but Daniel he's kind of, yeah. But I feel like he's not a household name yet. But he's already like you know he's Get Out was so huge. He's also recognized. Yeah, that's what I mean. Get Out is so huge. People might not know his name, but he's you know known. So I wouldn't say him. I'm gonna I go with gonna... Shorty, who's playing Shuri. Oh, I was literally gonna say the same thing, Letitia. Yeah, Wright. yeah, I Letitia feel like. Yeah, because she's just like every little image I've seen. And, you know, the rest of the women are already like stars in their own rights, you know, are like huge, even, you know, from move or be moved. You know, that's all she had to ever say. And right. she's a superstar, you know. So I think about she, Florence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like she's good off of that one line. And, you know, she's going to have some fire lines in this one. So, you know, she's going to break out. But Shuri, I think, is my one where like that she's the wild card. Yeah, I think she's going to kill it. And, see, I don't know. Is Michael B. Jordan already a household name? Yeah, he's... Yes, he he yeah. played he played Johnny Storm. Like, regardless yeah. of if you saw the movie or didn't... Or whatever and, you had to Creed. But he's, I think no, he's this, known enough. I think this one might take him to the next level, depending on how villainous he really is, because they're saying that Claw is the main villain, so... Right, we know that. And, and Yeah, you know, so, but depending on, you know, because a villain always gets to chew the screen, so that's what I mean. Like, you sure. you know, if he's really villainous, I think this would be, like, really take him to another level. I think everybody okay. in this goddamn movie should get taken to another level. Every- like, what are you talking about? Like, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Marvel heaven? Marvel yeah. immortal heaven? Yeah, this is like, this is, I'm telling you, because everybody who's not in this is calling their agent, like, what the, f-? you know, like, hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Hurt. Screaming for Black Panther Part 2, boy, because, <laughs> yeah, everyone in this, you know, is, they on a new level. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and rounding it out, the last question is from Cal Rogue. They write, if you woke, if you woke up tomorrow with powers and decided to be a hero, would you wear a mask or no mask? I just love it how, you know, they assume that I would want to be a hero. Oh, I would. <laughs> that's so true, man. Like, yeah, I might, I might honestly want to be a villain. After living a life of just niceness and good all the time, I might want to go to the bad side. It just depends um, on how powerful I am. Well, like, we already. I'm, oh, God. I'm, I'm Superman just... powerful. Oh, it's a, it, you know, it's a problem. We established that if you get a little too powerful, you're just immediately going to turn heel. I don't know why that's all it takes for you. Mine's is deep seated, but no. I know. Uh, to answer and the really, question, and it really just depends. And it's so funny because it's like, it's like what level? Like what level of power? Like if I'm Human Torch, I might be good. Invisible Woman, oh, I'm evil. She got force fields and turn invisible. She is dumb powerful on the low. No, I'm definitely a problem. I can't imagine you as a bad guy. I really can't. Mister Fantastic, not, if I'm smart a... and get stretch, I might be evil. Doctor Doom, I can't I'm see evil. Turn into Superman, I'm I'm completely evil. I'm I'm just I'm a monster. Well, I don't know though, because I fly to other planets and stuff. If I was Superman, <laughs> I'd be doing like yeah, you going crazy. off the rails, man. I mean, <laughs> no. let's ask the question. If you the question was, if you decide to be a hero, would you wear a mask or no mask? I don't want a mask right away because when I flip to a villain, I'm taking. Oh it off. my like, god! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it was me all this time. <laughs> oh man, the villain of not letting me stay on topic. If <laughs> If it was me, I honestly I would do both. I'd wear the mask while I'm doing my heroics, but y'all would know who I am. Like y'all would know who I am. Like kind of a Tony Stark, not the attitude or the personality, yeah. just the general idea that he doesn't care that people know who he is. That's it. That's how I want to do it. But I no, want. See- but I gotta have a hot ass mask though. I just think that makes sometimes that just elevates a costume, makes you just that much more fire. So I have to have a mask. I would definitely wear a mask, like I said, right up until the point, you know, and then when I was, well, see, would that make sense if I started committing crimes without the mask and then, 
<laughs> you just walk in a place like, hey, what up? I'm DJ Ben. I'm me. Yeah, and <laughs> then another spaceship. Thank you for the Rolex. <laughs> like, yeah, and then like one day, you know, I put, and then when I, you know, people start suspecting me or everything as a hero, one day I just pull off the mask and be like, "Ha, ah, I was a villain." I, I don't know. <laughs> really? Was it Scooby Doo or something? It's <laughs> like a reverse Scooby Doo. I don't know if that even made sense, but yes, to answer the question, um, I'm pulling on a mask because wow. I, have, you know, because I have plans for later on. All right, as always, send wow. in your questions to contact at fanbros.com. Hit us on the Twitter <laughs> at fanbroshow or Instagram. My I will God. butcher your question as well as your name. Thank you to everyone who sent in their question this week. And if we didn't get to your question this week, we just might get to it in the future. So stay tuned. And with that, we'll be right back with more Fanbros Show. Hey everyone, this is Carla Perez. I play Rita Repulsa on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in the 90s. Hey, what's up? This is Samus. This is Nikki Phillips. And this is Stacey Strobel. Yo, this is Carly Hustle. Hey, what's up? This is Jamila from Girl Gone Geek. Hi, my name is Roxanne Gay. Hey, this is the Shameless Maya. Hey, what's up guys? This is Maya G. Hi, this is Reagan Gomez. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. Hi, this is Lola Ganaike. My name is Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds. Hi, guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you're not in a lotus position eating quinoa or, like, rapping to your your bae, you should be listening to fanbos. No, I said fanbos. Okay, hang on. Welcome back, fan bros. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. I know the geekingly asked questions got a little crazy right there, so we're going to cool <laughs> it out with a little bit of some good old Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in Tech Talk, the SNES Classic is no longer available because it's sold out immediately. I know you guys remember, what, like a month back or two months back now where there was like that accidental drop and everyone thought they was getting in on something when uh what walmart erroneously released that uh super <laughs> nintendo pre-order uh, page and it wasn't ready and everyone had their orders canceled i know y'all all were sad well they actually put out the pre-orders what monday night in the middle of the night <laughs> wow i didn't know they did that I, I saw that it sold out but i didn't know it actually went up in the middle of the night oh i don't know is it, actually yeah it was because Oh, yeah. So it hit Best Buy at 1.30 in the morning. Wow. And then on Amazon, it went live like 4.45, 5 a.m. Wow. Like, <laughs> so middle of the night, early in the morning, they basically hit everyone with the... And these are all Eastern times, by the way. So they hit everyone with the wild style times. And obviously, people were awake because words spread really fast and they're all sold out. Ooh. So... And, so your responses make me know that you had nothing to do with the pre-order. <laughs> you didn't lay eyes on it. You didn't even know it existed till this moment. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason I would have, you know, copped one is to sell it, you know, and hopefully make a buck because I I was, un, I mean, I love the SNES, obviously, but it's not like something where I'm like, I need that to play these games, you know? Personally, personally, personally speaking, I think this is now on supreme level hype. That it doesn't matter what it is, if it's mm. a Nintendo or Super Nintendo, whatever. Regardless of if you have, oh, I don't know, an emulator. Regardless of having yeah. stuff already accessible to you. I just think the hype around it is what is driving people to get it. And yep. some imaginary prestige behind it, to be quite honest with you. I'm okay with my emulator and SES, SNES controller. I'm okay with my emulator and my Sega Genesis. I'm okay with my emulator and my Nintendo 64. I really don't need this. No, but that's just yeah. me. So I'm not mad about it. I wasn't really checking for it. I think it's cool. Kudos to y'all who actually came through with that pre-order. I don't know how or what, because I know I'm not just sitting on BestBuy.com at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> they must have but Ninjix apparently was, or they had them yeah. bots out. Them bots yeah. were ready to go. So yeah. congratulations. Yep. Next up. Oh, by the way, Ben, I mean. Uh-huh. I've read some really wild news about Overwatch today. Oh, did you now? <laughs> so, I mean, 
there's some changes coming and they involve what mercy and diva yep and from what i've read they are about to make mercy a total beast but i know there's more so please tell me what you know all right i mean it's just a real huge change to it and it really like amazes me and interests me how much they're willing to change in overwatch because they really have just completely flipped mercy now because before when Mercy, you know, her ultimate power was the resurrect where she could just resurrect any teammates in a group radius. Right, that was her ultimate. Her. And you yeah, had to build up to it. So you could probably use it, what, maybe three times in a match? If the match even lasted that long? Yeah, if the match, it depends on how long the match ma- lasts right. and how good you two. are. Yeah, yeah, two, three, maybe one, depending. But right. now it is that you can use your resurrect on one person every 20 seconds or 10 seconds, I think it is even. No, it's 20, I think. It's 20 seconds. And so she can use a resurrect on one person, just direct line of sight, whatever, boom. Also, now her ultimate switch to this move called the Valkyrie, which just powers up everything. Her healing gets better. Her, you know, damage boosting gets better. Her pistol gets better and has unlimited ammo. Plus, her resurrect time goes down to like 10 seconds, so she can potentially use it twice while using the Valkyrie, because the Valkyrie lasts for 20 seconds. So really just completely changes Mercy. And it's like really interesting how much a year after this game is out, they're still really just doing like massive changes to it. And I applaud them because you know, I appreciate this game that. is out. I'm still, you know, hooked on the I crack. appreciate their efforts to keep the game balanced, whether they have to nerf characters or reestablish abilities. Like I appreciate a game and programmers who are constantly and not wrongfully, but rightfully tinkering with their product just to make sure mm-hmm. it's, it's it's performing at its most optimal rate, performing at a pace that matches up with kind of the human understanding of entertainment uh, for gamers, for gamers who they would, even though it's something they play all the time or probably just play it just out of habit, the fact that you're still working on trying to give them something new anyway, mm-hmm. I, you got to applaud Blizzard for that. And for free. And they also changed up okay. Diva. Because Diva now her has a secondary fire these little mini rockets that she can fire while she's firing her regular cannons. She can what? also, yeah, I think fire her cannons while flying. But in exchange for this, her shield generator is going to drop down at a massive more rate. So it's like that will, you know, so they really want her to be a more mobile tank where she flies in and out instead of just, you know, sitting there with the shields up. So it's to be interesting. I really love Diva. I really love Mercy. So this is really going to be interesting. These are now out on the PTR. So if you're on the computer, you can rock them. I'm on the Xbox. So mm-hmm. got to wait. But yeah. Can't so wait you're not a Mercy it. main? Um, Out of the healers, I, I used to be Lucio. Aren't you Lucio? Now, I used to be. But I have to say, I just really prefer Mercy. But I think this is going to change it because... Most people prefer Mercy just for that resurrect. You know, that was such an important move to be able to get more than one person back to life. So, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. But, yeah, no, I've definitely switched more to Mercy than to Lucio. Wow. Depending, depending on the boards. If I can knock you off the board, then it's definitely Lucio Tom. <laughs> like, if there's any holes <laughs> in the edges, it's Lucio Tom. All day. Add me on that spot. It's DJ Space Ben on the <laughs> He just had to throw in that challenge at the end. Yeah. Oh, man. And All that right. is... This week for Tech News. Hey, thank you very much. And that means it's time for some comics. I Oh, yeah. And this week in Comics I Cop, from the bid to Dark Knight's Metal has begun. That's from DC Comics. It is their big end of summer crossover. And I really have no idea what's going on in it. It involves, like, a bunch of, like, evil Batman like there's like a Joker Batman and like a Wonder Woman Batman and a mm-hmm. Batman Batman and they, you know they're like and they're evil and it's weird and I don't know what's going on like I have no idea I read the first issue I think and yeah I, I might have more for you later but I'm clueless right now uh, Secret Empire number nine oh my God you want to talk hilarious you, like laugh will be bad like this is Batman what? versus Superman level stuff right now. Oh, uh, I, I thought you meant like legitimately comedy. I didn't know you were clowning it. Oh no! Oh no! Like no, no. I mean, like oh my god! Like you know, the Nazi Captain America part. You know, I'm past that now. Now I'm just like laughing at how ridiculous this stuff is. Like this fool Captain America in this issue gets the cosmic cube and an Iron Man suit, 
and goes out to battle all the heroes because they whooped all of his armies and all Hydra or whatever. So it's just him against them. And this fool is doing it in an Iron Man suit with a Cosmic Cube. Now, let me remind you, folks, for those who don't know, a Cosmic Cube is something like the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, when you're holding it, you have all the power in the universe. Why the hell do you need an Iron Man suit? Why are you trying to fight, you know, hand-on-hand with people when you could just be like, good night, and, you know, they're done? (laughs) Why? Because this is a terribly, I mean, written series. And people are arguing with me on Twitter about it and stuff, and it's like, I just don't know. I've read every issue of the main series. And it's just been bad. I haven't read the other, you know, like a lot of the crossover stuff, but that's my problem. Like, you shouldn't have to read those in these big crossovers. You should just be able to read the main series and be good. Like, Secret Wars, the original and the one that came out recently, were both like that. You know, you read the main series, and it's dope. And if you liked it enough, you could read the other series that went along with it, and you learn more, you know, and you get different stories, et cetera. But this is like... I've read the main series and it's just been like, oh, this is so bad. Oh, but it's almost over. Next issue is it. So, you know, we'll see how it all wraps up. And, you know, I don't know. Hope maybe, you know, maybe Nick Spencer pulls it off on the last issue. And I'm wrong. You know, I I, I wouldn't give it you final judgment. Wrong, huh? I do. I would like to be wrong. I would like to him to, you know, flip it and bounce it on me. And I'm like, oh, shit, I had no idea who to do that. And it's dope. So, you know, we'll see. You don't seem like you have faith, but okay. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and some new stuff this week. War Mother 1 by Fred Valente and S- Steven Segovia. I don't know what this book is from. It's from Valiant Comics, but it doesn't seem to be in, with, like, with the rest of their universe. But it's, like, some distant future weird world, and it features this woman who is the War Mother. And she's the War Mother because her gun is a sentient being, and so her gun is the War Boy. Or war child. Wow. Yeah, and so her gun talks to her, and, you know, she's, like, in this future world where there's, you know, she lives in this place called the Grove, and there's, like, you know, threats to the Grove, aliens and monsters and all this stuff. And it's, you know, it's the very first issue. It's only four-issue limited series. But I just really love the concept. So definitely check out War Mother number one. I can't wait to see where it goes. And I like that it's four issues. I'm not sure if it's somehow connected to Exo Man of War. Mm-hmm. And I don't know because it is in the Valiant universe, but it doesn't seem to be like in the present with like the rest of the Valiant heroes. So definitely check that out. Also this week, Incidentals by Joe Casey and Larry Stroman, which is the latest book from the Lion Forge universe, from the Cataclysm, all that good stuff. It's another dope book. It's their first team book. And Joe Casey is also writing their other book, uh, Excel. And Larry Stroman is like a veteran from comics. He's one of the illest artists. And I mean that in like, he's one of those dudes who has his own style. Like as soon as you see it, it's like Larry Stroman. And I wasn't, I I felt like he kind of held back in this first issue. Because his stuff, when he really gets into it, is really weird. Like, it's just so distinct, you know, and it like takes, it's, it's like, it takes some getting used to, I'll say. But when I first saw it as a kid, I thought he was like, I didn't like it. And then it's one of those dudes who, when you really keep reading, like, oh, yeah, he's just dope. But it's his own stuff. So, so you got to take some time to get into it. Okay. Yeah, and I hope he really just goes all out in incidentals. But definitely a dope first issue. And last but definitely not least, Genius Cartel by Mark Bernadine and Rosie Campy. This actually dropped last week, but I'd, I, I was just didn't know. I had no idea that there was going to be more Genius coming out. If people don't know, Genius is one of my favorite series ever. It's a six-issue limited series about this character named Genius who is from South Central, and she's basically like Attila the Hun or any other great war you know, mind who is born in South Central. She's a young woman who's born in South Central. And the stories about her are basically, the first story was about her creating a revolution in South Central. But it's right. also about whether or not she wants to have a revolution because she cares about Black Lives Matter and things about like that, or she's just a maniac who's a war genius, you know, who's born in South Central and just needs war. So it's a very, you know, and the series, you know, was a dope-ass series, but it ended where she has basically been, you know, after her whole revolution gets taken by the military, by the secret organization, and this is continuing that. So Genius Cartel, the first issue is out. I think this is a limited series as well, but I'm just happy to see more Genius Cartel. I just think, if you don't know, go get that trade of the first series and then start with Genius Cartel because it's one of my favorite series ever and just such a great concept and just dope-ass joint. So definitely check that out. 
And that's it for Comments I Cop this week. As always, use the hashtag Comments I Copped on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever. Use that hashtag. Let me know what you're copping. I always need new ideas. Check out fanbros.com for more articles and more Comics I Copped, as always. And yeah, you know, read them joints. Buy them and read them. Don't just stuff them in a bag. Uh, so there's definitely more whitewashing news on the horizon. <laughs> you, just, you just try to go right into it like that? Like um, just, because I mean, there's really no way around this. And there's no way to even lead into it cleanly because it's a mess. So, yeah. and okay. So it helped me out here. So again, this is another character I'm not like deep into when it comes to the history. But in the upcoming Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen movie... Uh, live action movie. Their latest casting is a dude named Ed Scrine or Ed Screen. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He apparently is going to be playing a character called Ben Daimio, who yep. in the comic books is a Japanese American. And this guy is apparently not Japanese <laughs> at all. I mean, with a name like Ed Strine versus Ben Daimo, like it's pretty obvious, you know, both of them are from different cultures. Daimo or Daimo, Daimo yeah. sorry. Uh, what have we not learned by now? Are we really doing this again? And it's really bad because I was really anticipating this new Hellboy. I really wanted to see it. And now I'm just like... Why? Like, why would you do this? Like, this is so ridiculously silly. Nobody knows who the hell Ed Strange Strine is either. So it's like, why? you know why? You're not casting this guy to get people into the seats. Like, so why can't you just cast a Japanese-American to play a Japanese-American character who is actually in the Hellboy comics? I don't know this character. I know some Hellboy, but I don't know this character. But he is a Japanese-American assassin who is descended from a Japanese woman who fought for, you know, Japan, who was an assassin for the Imperial Army. So it's super, like there's... So super history behind yeah, super this dude. History. And so, they choose a dude that grew up in North London. And they still want to call him, you know, by his what? Japanese name. It's, yeah. What? Just like they were going to call homegirl still the major, uh, her full name, her Kusanagi name, and then it was like, yep. no, we're just going to call her the major. Okay, yep. and I'm looking at his biography so I could understand. So he was Ajax in Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Forgettable. He was in a bunch of other movies that I don't, I can't say that I recognize. He was in a transported movie. And he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, that's how I know his face. He was the original Dario. Oh, oh, that's so crazy because. Oh, he needs know, longer I'm hair. Yeah, and I will never forget because he dropped out of Game of Thrones to do that Transporter movie. And I was like, yo, what a foolish mistake you made. What an idiot you are. (laughs) What a foolish mistake. That's like saying, oh, I'm going to drop out this Star Wars movie to make another Transformers movie. Like, why are you doing this? And he um, really thought that, because he thought that Transporter was to be like, you know, he was going to be the new Transporter. <laughs> he life was going to be sweet after that. Like, That's what he thought. Like, there was to be like five more Transporter movies. Like, people really wanted to see that. That but. was That's Transporter, like, 95. Like, get the Already. fuck out of here. Yeah, like, fuck out of here. Yeah, bro. that was the original Dario from uh, Game of Thrones. Damn, you just keep taking L's. <laughs> you are, oh, man. I bet you, like, oh, somewhere. Like, I mean, but you, you had to know, bro. There's no excusing yourself. Like, you had to be like, what character am I playing? Oh, this Japanese guy. Nah. You know, that's how you have to do it, Ed. Like, I'm sorry. That's how you have to do it. I know I, it's tough out there and you got to work, but no. No, bro. You got to be like, nah, Yeah, man. I can't. Know? I don't really like. You I can play? Like, you know. <laughs> to, I mean, going I to am, the point that. I am Caucasian. <laughs> going to the point that you're referencing about when people, the argument against that is, oh, well, you know, they're actors too. They got to get a job. They got to eat. They got to feed their kids. All that stuff. I'm there's certain things you got to say no to, Bray. Yeah. I just I just don't subscribe to that as a as an yeah. excuse. I really don't. Wow. So that's that. Good luck with that, Dario. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you ain't gonna ride that dragon either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Castle Black Podcast. Oh, but in some good casting news, the Titans, what is this? Is this the live? Oh, it's the actual series. Oh, yeah, so the, she could be the all live up action in it. Titans. Yes, uh, Anna Diop is going to be playing Starfire. The, wow. 
Oh. Yes, you know, everybody knows Starfire from the cartoon, of course, you know, for Corymander, I think that's her name, Corymander. Yeah, you know, I cannot remember what planet she's from, but she's an alien princess who is orange and, you know, obviously with the name Starfire, shoots beams, uh, you know, of energy and can fly around and is the love interest of Nightwing, of course. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. But, you know, the haters were hating, right? Again, I mean, like, it, I mean... That, see, here's the hate, but, you know, why don't they hate on, you know, the Ed Strine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just egregious. And it's like, this is Starfire. She's going to be orange no matter who plays her. So it really doesn't matter. You know, it's like, and she's an alien. So it's like nobody is of that culture or race or whatever you want to call it to play it. So she's, I was going to say, she's an alien. It's it's not the yeah, same. It's not the same. Not and, the it's same not, and it's different saying that you want uh an under uh, not not understated but an underrepresentative of a certain culture being played by someone who's overly represented across the board number Ew. one Ew. you know that that's kind of a larger problem but who am i you know oh you know people always ask me ben why are you always talking about white supremacy so much why are you always so you know militant why are you always so angry why are you always so extreme actually that was the one i got told the other day the fan bro show is a little bit too extreme you know why is it that Eighty-five percent of film roles are given to white males. Uh, I don't, you know what? And that's just like a simple one that no one ever seems to have a good answer for me for, and that always bugs me out. You know, it's like eighty-five percent because at most, you know, Caucasian people are sixty percent of America, so that means thirty or like twenty-nine percent of them are white men at most, but eighty-five percent of the roles. And in some other news, your boy Michael Kenneth Williams, also known as Omar from The Wire, he's also was in The Night Of. Unfortunately, it seems like his character has been cut from the new Star Wars Han Solo movie completely. Oh. Yeah, according to Williams, he said that the there was a re- production schedule that had changed up, but it conflicted with his commitment to the spy movie he's doing called The Red Sea Dr- Diving Resort. He's doing that movie in South Africa with Ben Kingsley and Chris Evans. And Oh, yeah, I wouldn't need that either. Yeah, so he's not trying to F that one up. So apparently, I guess they had a conversation. They was like, yep, can't do it. So they're completely, <laughs> completely cutting his character. And, yeah. and, and they're reshooting now. Um, I already knew they were doing major reshoots because Ron Howard came on the film after uh, the other director. It was like, hell no. (laughs) Yeah, so they've been doing major reshoots anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not like, the only thing I'm anticipating out of this movie that I'm really hype about is Donald Glover playing Lando Calrissian. Okay, I want to see that. That's the only thing I can say that has my interest so far. But, you know, I'll wait and see. But Ron Howard, he's a competent director. I wasn't, I'm not really upset about this. I understand how it goes, you know, and I doubt that Michael K. Williams' character was that major if they can just cut him out like that. And right, and talk about, okay, we'll just reshoot it without. Yeah, so, yeah. Eh, you know, and he's working. And I'm more <laughs> hype about, I'm more hype about that Ben Kinsley joint, like a spy film with him and Ben Kinsley, like that. Yeah, ben ben yeah. Kinsley is a maze. I mean, you know, so that I'm more hype about. So, yeah, I would have stayed on that. That's crazy. That's the one time I could say, yes, don't go to the Star Wars film, bro. Yeah. Chris Evans is fine as hell, so you know. Anyway, um... right. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, folks, Fanbro's show will be at Afro Pump this weekend. Oh my god! Oh my god! Again. <laughs> That's right. If you are in the area in Brooklyn, well, I mean, you need a ticket already because that joint is pretty <laughs> much sold out. But if you're in Afro Pump, come check us at the Loudspeakers Lounge Tent where you can find us and the rest of the, the, let me say it right, the rest of the New York Times featured loudspeakers network, including Oof. Combat Chat Show, The Read, Friend Zone, The Nod, uh, Angela Rye. I mean, I'm, I mean, geez, it, you know, the list goes on and on. It is going to be popping up in that tent. As, I mean, if you weren't there last year, then you might not know. Right, man. Last year was wild, man. Wild. Wow. <laughs> Full of celebrity guests. You know, all kind of things up in the air, you know, enhancements <laughs> and things of that nature. So, you know, come through and enjoy with us. We're going to have a little studio set up in there so you can drop some things, you know, get your voice heard on Fan Bro Show, on mm. Friend Zone, on The Read, on all the greatness of the Loudspeakers Network. We're going to have some giveaways as well. Oh, yes. You know, as always, you know how it is at a For All Nerds event. We always bring the giveaways. And just generally speaking, you want to come to Afropump because 
I had answered someone's question. They asked me, what is it like there? It is all of the blackness and beauty in its glory in one place. And it is overwhelming, whelming with amazing music as your soundtrack. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much what it's like. So you want to experience that. You want to get that good juju in your life, that good energy. Come through if you can. We would love to see you. Word up. And also, the Chico Leo will be there. Chico lies. This your chance. Do your dance in the space jam. Fed pros. Fed pros.